1: Hello and welcome
0: to the Ramon Foster Show Brought to you by the Go Cafe and Market We're open 24-7 Serving hot fresh food Happy Thursday to Moan
1: oh, Thank you man, I appreciate that <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: all we have for today That's Thanks all for I watching got. everybody. <laughs>
1: hey, thank you and thank you and thank you No, 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 we're, we're just getting started Let's roll DK
0: Simplest possible subject matter To yeah. open this episode Are the Steelers a contender There is so much negativity. And I'm not talking about on the outside, Mo, and I'm not talking about the national writers. I'm not talking about PFF. I'm talking about in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, about this team. And yet, and yet, this defense could conceivably perform at a 2019 or a 2020 level. How do you look at that team and think, oh, yeah, no chance?
1: No, I don't think you necessarily do, especially in recent history. Because why? That, that, I've always kind of said this when it comes down to us, we always find a way to win. Like some teams hope to win, and and, and I think either we've all drank enough of the Kool Aid to where we we bought in the to coach Tomlin and how he approaches the game and how he goes about the preparation of the game and how also there's the pressures from your 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 teammates that he really put on you to perform. I can go back from time and time again from my rookie year all the way into my last years in which he got either two guys or three guys that are ne- not necessarily pitted against one another, but the idea that, look, you need to perform in order for us to win. It's, it's always been in the forefront of anybody that's been in those meeting rooms and on that playing field and that was those practice fields that look, if you don't do your job and then I got somebody else for you that will. So when it comes down to saying Pittsburgh is not going to be a contender, I don't think that's going to be true. And I'll say this, too. Even in some of our quotation marks bad years, um, we've always found a way to beat, ways to beat good teams. We've always found a way to be very competitive. That's either with Ben. Or without him in some situations. Think about the years we had when Ben was suspended those four games. I think we went three and one. Right. You know, because everybody buys in. And then there's other part, too, that you're supported with. You're supported with a team that always buys into defense. And not just guys that are, you know, gotten off the street and you got to find ways throughout the game. No. This defense, if you can get to it back, Cam is healthy. And a huge part of the health plays into it. And some service will play at linebacker, which we have been searching for that since. Uh, Yeah. Ryan Chase Chase here. here. Um, If we can get those things, health, to it back into the fold and linebacker play. I think this defense can be just as good as it has been in the earlier 2010s. And truth be told, let's say 20 and 21, because I thought those were real good defensive years until the offense just didn't hold up its end of the bargain. With that being said, offensively for this team, which is why I think they will still contend. I don't think much is being put on the back of the quarterbacks. And let me explain to you why. You go out and you do something you haven't done before other than in-house guys. You go spend money on the on the run game, yep. namely James Daniels, okay, and Cole when it comes down to guys that know how to run the ball and not just that they're veterans. And now you already got Najee in the backfield on top of a blocking tight end that can also catch the ball and, and fry move. This team is set up to be very productive without relying on solely the quarterback, which is why I think they're still contenders. I think you can paper cut, death by paper cut, thousand paper cuts when it comes down to what this team can do offensively, while also still having Chase Claypool and Deontay outside.
0: Yeah, that's, I mean, the thing about the Steelers as contenders that, that gets me is that there's a timeline that goes into an off season. Yeah. Before you enter free agency, it's the end of the world. Mm-hmm. Your team stinks. All you see are the holes. All you read and hear about are either the vacancies or the pending vacancies, like who's going to leave. So there's a real negative drag to the whole thing. Then... Free agency opens, and for once, Pittsburgh is active. Not just active, but like outright aggressive. And Kevin Colbert and Mike Tomlin are signing this guy and signing that guy, and they're addressing (laughs) the offensive line with big names, uh, big humans, and it's all good. And then comes, well, there's still this and this (sighs) that's bothering us. But here we are now today, exactly three weeks out, From the opening of the NFL draft. Mm -hmm. And I'm just going to throw a scenario in your direction. Let's say that the Steelers were to draft uh, a wide receiver. Jahan Dotson out of Penn State.
1: Uh, Penn State, yep.
0: Okay. Just flinging this against the wall. And you see the highlights. And this kid did Mm -hmm. everything up at State College. Just uh, an amazing athlete. uh, Amazing performer all around now you go, oh, yeah, now look at this. Now it's not just Deontay and Chase Claypool, who occasionally disappointed us in the past, (laughs) but it's now also this player. Yeah. And things start to look and feel and make a little bit more sense. And then the whole idea of contention just doesn't seem all that far fetched.
1: It doesn't. And let's say they do go wide receiver in the first round, too. Yeah, yeah. It elevates those other guys, too. I, I think you got two second round draft picks in Deontay and Deontay and Chase Claypool. Yes. That if you incorporate another first rounder who we expect his talent to be up and above, then I think it complements those two dudes too. And this is the other part. Deontay's playing for a contract this year. Like, let's be honest about that too. The biggest question is going to be the quarterback. But I think if you put enough weapons around them to where I ain't going to say he's foolproof, but whoever that guy is should be competent enough. Mason's been in the league long enough to where he should be able to command an offense. Am I correct in, in my assessment I of him?
0: Would, I would certainly hope so. And,
1: and we thought, and we know Kevin Colbert was, is, is still high on Mason and being able to do those things, too. When it comes down to Mitch Trubisky, I think everybody's look at his, his former team and say, Nagy probably kind of had a little bit of Adam Gase, Ryan Tannehill effect on him. And you hope a new environment, given a new opportunity, he should be able to perform. Um, With that being said, and Dwayne Haskins also been into that, whether he's going to be the guy or be in a backup role. With that being said, we're we're speaking about contenders. What are we saying as far as contenders? Well, you got to make it up out of the North. If they're one or two in the North, I think they have an opportunity to get into the playoffs. Sure. And of course, with Cincinnati having their young stud. Getting a bunch of signings and free agency as far as the offensive line goes. Two might be just fine. Two might just be fine. Let's be completely honest Mm -hmm. about that. And I would almost venture to say one, two, or three out of the North, depending on what the AFC West does. Because that's going to be a gauntlet, too. Yeah, it is. You know, so, and, and we're looking at the AFC South. I think one of those teams come out of the AFC, Titans or Colts, whichever one you choose to pick. In the East, maybe Miami, maybe New England. If you're in the show, that's all you want to be as as far as contenders. And and with that being said, looking at what Cincy did this past year, or even a team like Jacksonville that got hot and then just not panned out, I'll use Jacksonville, for instance. Mm. In order to be contenders is this. You're consistently in the hunt, making the playoffs, staying above 500 records. Um, having stability when it comes down to changing of the guard at any position, I don't care if it's quarterback. I don't care if it's safety. I don't care what it is. That's what we talk about as far as contenders. A lot of the things that happen in free agent. I mean, a lot of things that happen as far as the playoffs and win a Super Bowl comes back to just a little bit of luck too.
0: there's that as well. When we come back,
1: the importance, the critical importance of hitting in the first round. Mother's Day is around the corner.
0: Welcome back to the Ron Foster show. The NFL draft begins in exactly three weeks, and that'll just be the first round on that night. And, And Moan, I know every team says this. Every team believes this, but not every team executes it, yeah. and that's that you can't miss. Uh, whoever you get in the first round can't mm-hmm. just be a complete bomb. And the Steelers, to their credit, They haven't had many of those, have they?
1: No, they haven't, man. They've they've hit well when it comes down to first round picks, retaining guys, uh, production out of guys. Also, and even in some of the ones that weren't re-signed, they still went to other teams and still some are still, you know, making money on other teams. It's just as far as the culture of picking well in the first, retaining your guys As second contract guys, Pittsburgh has hit a whole lot more than other teams in his league.
0: Yeah, I don't think anybody can dispute that. If we go over the list, going back to, I guess you could start at 2000 and just go over the last, uh, you know, 20 years and change the guys just from a negative standpoint that I'm looking at that don't, you know, floor you here. I guess Ziggy Hood uh, didn't get the second deal. He was from 2009, Jarvis Jones from 2013, Artie Burns, poor Artie. He, already was, he
1: was He was. Mark, man, from the day he walked in the building. I feel yes. like so much was expected.
0: So much. And, and the same, I guess you could say, for the guy that we're all kind of wondering about right now in Devin Bush because yeah. he was expected to be the one who replaced Ryan Shazier. He's obviously mm-hmm. had issues first with the injury and then with performance and how much that might be tied together. But, Moan, there are franchises out there that don't ever run into – a uh, Marquise Pouncey at 18th yeah. overall.
1: Uh, yeah.
0: Cam Hayward at 31st overall. Mm-hmm. Okay. TJ Watt mm-hmm. at 30th overall. Mm-hmm. 29 teams said
1: no to TJ. know? And, <laughs> and, and truth be told, not only just those guys in recent history, but... Me playing with Ben, me playing with Troy, me playing with Casey Hampton, me playing with Heath, Lawrence, Timmons, like DeCastro. All of those dudes, second contract guys, all of those dudes, first rounders, all of those dudes later sometimes in the first round also, and you still find a way to have a higher hit rate. Then not only that, I know we're talking about the first rounds, but just in general, if we were talking, if Pittsburgh was a college, we'd be calling it wide receiver U.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of that.
1: And if we're being real tight ends also. Mm-hmm. Like there's there's the ability that this front office has to find guys to to get high production to get a lot of just culture setting men in that Pittsburgh Steelers room man and I was glad to have been played with a bunch of those dudes not really realizing that if, if we're being real in recent history it's three guys I'm thinking of that can be potentially for, uh, Hall of Famers Pounce T J if he continues on for I think he needs one maybe two more years of what he's doing TJ's also. In. TJ's D P O Y, man.
0: You man. You're, you're you're you get DPOI the year after you got kind of robbed of it. Yep. Uh, um, you're in. He's going to be in.
1: And and all pros and and uh, the other guy, Cam Hayward, he's yeah. doing he's got a, an era in which he's dominating in. Um, just those dudes in general. We, we just saw Troy go in. Ben is going in. So that says a lot about the franchise. And I know a lot of people are going to say, well, what did it translate into as far as Super Bowls and championships? Well, those earlier guys got them. And then what I've also known as as, as, as far as what I've also realized, like the, the pursuit of that championship is harder than we talk about. Hmm. You you know, and, and when we spoke about, you know, a second ago, as far as just staying relevant and being contenders, like getting good draft picks that, Keep you contenders that keep your culture going is something that I think can't be mistaken when it comes down to mentioning the word contender, mentioning what the success rate is. I think that's why Kevin the game has taken so long as far as picking his next successor.
0: Yeah, I I, one of the things that's funny about the first round for me is that I, I do have in part this mindset. That you can't miss. You can't miss. But that's also a defensive mindset mm-hmm. that I think you have to be a little bit wary of. Yeah. Uh, if, In other words, you also still have to shoot for a ceiling. Okay. Yeah. Realistically, T.J. Watt is not your safe first-round pick. <laughs> no. Okay? He's coming out of school. He had one year on, on the defensive side of the ball. He was an offensive player. Uh, yes, he had the famous... You know, world-class brother and everything, but he's he's not as big as JJ. No. So you have some kind of like, what? What do you... But you're taking a risk. You're taking a gamble, and you're doing it because of high ceiling. Mm-hmm. Can you try to imagine the pressure on these people and trying to balance that. We can't miss, but at the same time, we don't want to pass up high ceiling.
1: Yeah. And, and and just honestly, I remember the transition of like Lamar Woodley and, and when James Harrison perfect left. example. And, and, and perfect example.
0: Wood, Woodley, uh, Woodley wasn't a first rounder, but he's was he a wasn't. perfect example.
1: Yeah. But but then you think of like, man, th- th- he had a high production rate. And this is second contract guy, a second rounder. And you think, who in the hell are we going to get to replace him? Yeah. And walks, let's be real. Jason Worlds, for sure. And then later than him, TJ Watt. Yeah. Who
0: are
1: you going to replace Heath? I mean, uh, with, uh, Kersky. Come on, like, let's be Aaron Smith. Yeah. Here comes, Cam Hayward. And truth be told, Ziggy Hill was very serviceable. He did do 10 years in this league. He just didn't get a, a second contract. So I'm right. talk about being serviceable as far as your, your guys, not free agents. Pittsburgh has hit. A whole lot more home runs. And I think, of course, we've never really given Kev credit, but him and his crew got to get credit for what they've done as far as relevancy with this team.
0: No, there's there's mm-hmm. no question about that, and that applies doubly so, uh, I believe, in the first round. Now, again, the script is still unwritten <laughs> on, on Terrell Edmonds and Devin, yeah, Bush. And Devin Bush. I, Bush. I mean, T.E.'s going to get a, a contract from somebody. Mm-hmm. Uh, the question is whether or not he can make it stick in Pittsburgh. And then Devin, oh my, another full subject yeah. for another day. When we come back, hey, Moan. Welcome back to the Ramon Foster Show. It's time for the Hey, Moan segment. And today's entry comes from Kishon Middleton, who says, hey, Moan, what's up, DK? I agree with Ramon, that I don't want the Steelers to draft a quarterback this year. Can we please get the other positions gathered
1: first? What do you say, Moan? <laughs> it's always that, man. And I think it's this. Nobody really likes the, uh, nobody really loves the quarterbacks in this draft. And we'll say that DK, and they'll end up selecting the uh, first round pick at quarterback, man. But I, I, I do say this. I think the depth is a little bit too much right now. Uh with the guys that they have in the room to go after a guy. But you, you never know what the front office is thinking. The other positions that need to be filled on this team. D-tackle is where I'm sitting at for the most part. And of course, cornerback. And if you can find a, a, a linebacker, I know Georgia wide has receiver,
0: a few. Wide receiver, wide receiver, but,
1: wide receiver. But receiver you. I've already yeah. said that. Wide well, receiver you. Um, but it would be a great compliment to this team. And at 20, and with the depth of the guys that are in this uh, NFL draft this year, I think you can find D-tackle. I think you can find cornerback. And I think you can definitely find good quality wide receiver. Those positions right there are something I think cannot be mistaken when it comes down to production of what is going to be necessary to continue this team in the right direction. I'd almost throw in tight end, but I don't love the prospects so far in this group uh, with the 2022 draft, man. I will say that. No, I I wouldn't be
0: going for a tight end. You get Pat Fryer, but Zach Gentry's really come along, including as a blocker, thanks in large part to the incessant urging of his head coach (laughs) Ramon just as a little bit of an aside here share with the citizens what this head coach does to the tight ends in front of the sleds it's unlike anything that he he doesn't treat any other positional group like this
1: (laughs) no it's and it's almost like coach Tomlin played the position you, you know, don't
0: think, but like he with, takes it personally.
1: With his detail, like my, my head coach in football, Philip Former in college, man, he was a, a former lineman in college. He was a guard. So he come to the offensive line room all the time. OK, <laughs> he just live in there and he coached up with the position coach. That's what coaches do. And I'm looking at Coach Tomlin, I'm thinking to myself, why are you so detailed in the, 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 the tight ends? Why? Every day they go hit the heavy bag to learn how to block. Backs on backers every day in camp because why? You were an extension of what you were makes that this guy. Yep. You are an extension of what makes this run. I've seen DJ Johnson, I've seen Xavier Mitchell, I've seen Matt Spath, I've seen Heath, the Godfather. Okay. Miller be a guy. And and nobody has a day off when it comes down. Zach Gentry's another guy. Every single day, it's a matter of what your will is going to be to be a better blocking tight end, and not just in the run game, but in the pass game as oh, well. Oh,
0: yeah. Oh, yeah. There's
1: no question. And, and I think it's this, too. In order to be good at those positions, is is, is is for a reason. Pittsburgh is known for its outside linebackers. It just is. From Joey to James to Lamar Woolley to now TJ to the Highsmith, they're known for it. Bud Dupree. they're known for it. So every day no, camp, it,
0: it goes back. I mean, it, it, I'll start dropping names from you, you know, way before that. We're talking about Greg Lloyd and Kevin Green and
1: you know, you know,
0: Jack Ham out there. Come it's, on, it, man. It goes back. It's
1: deep. And I think it's this part too. And it never really registered me while I was playing, but I think is in order for us to have productive camp sessions. We have to have tight ends that can block the outside linebackers in seven on seven and, and, and 11 on 11 drills, too, because those guys are so good. Every single one of those guys I mentioned are high pedigree guys that can get after the quarterback. So if we're relying on you tight ends to block during a session of 11 on 11 and camp and you can't do it we don't get anything done all
0: right well i can sense kishan's getting nervous here cuz like dude this is not at all what i asked about and i was nice to you at the start i said hey and i said what's up and i, I get all this tight end stuff uh, kishan he uh yeah. he he wants a position i get the sense a not position. to put words into his mouth here yeah. but i get the sense that he's into some instant gratification here he doesn't want if you bring yeah. in look as much as exciting as it would be if they did something and arranged A way to get the quarterback that they want for the future. You know, and I know that individual is not going to play for two full years. Right. Okay. Unless they're in some kind of Taysom Hill gimmick patterns and stuff like that. Right. Whatever. Yeah. So that's where I'm not going to lie in our opening segment. I'm still thinking about Jahan Dotson. And I'm going, all right, I can drop him onto the field and just say instant he's ready. NFL starter, instant impact guy.
1: In that position, the two safest ones to pick, D.K.? Mm-hmm. D. Tackle or defensive line and wide receiver. Yep. Those two positions are high quality this year, especially around that 20th pick, too, simply because, again, the college offense now is, well, the NFL offense is now mimicking the college offenses as far as airing it out. We've seen young guys coming to this league, Jalen Waddle, uh, Jamar Chase, uh, uh, Jefferson and, 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 uh Minnesota, C.D. Lamb. All of these guys, Denver's got a plethora of young wide receivers that have been dropped off on the gridiron and have produced instantly. Those are the guys I'm looking at. Those two positions in the first round. If it's me picking it, DK. There. How's that, Kishan? We eventually got around to it. We got to. <laughs> Let's do
0: another Ramon show to close out the week tomorrow.
1: Let's go.